Roisin pours out her heart. Jean? Good morning, Alan. Roisin, you have yet another story to share with us this morning about the failure of the system, really, to deal with your child's issues. Uh, I'll let you just go through it with me. What is the current situation and what has led to you contacting the programme? Well, it's basically, uh, my son was diagnosed with ADHD and um, autism. And um, it, we, I, I actually got him privately assessed in 2017 because he was referred to CAMS in 2015. And uh, after a long wait, they replied saying that they won't see him until he has been assessed and there is a diagnosis. So I had been speaking with people who were on the waiting list to be um, assessed publicly and they were waiting seven years and I just, I couldn't wait that long. So I brought him to the Beacon myself uh, privately and I got the diagnosis of autism and ADHD. So I sent that back and the paediatric consultant down in Wexford um was absolutely brilliant. He's been writing to Cairns ever since my son was small. And then when I sent on everything that the psychiatrist up in the Beacon had given me about the diagnosis, he said, well, now they have to take him. And as I said, Alan, that was in 2017 and it's 2022 now. And um, I've been, there was actually no one down there for over a year and a half. So, I mean, there's even more of a backlog there now. My son is suffering terrible. It's the the ADHD is really kind of, you know, causing a, a, like a knock-on effect <laughs> because he's overstimulated, he's overwhelmed, you know, sensory-wise. Um, so he's escaping the school. He's, well, trying to escape the school. I had to move him from one school because he was actually getting out of the school. This school now, he's not able to escape. Well, he hasn't found a route yet, but uh, he's he was in the classroom. He got overwhelmed there about six weeks ago. Right. He ends up hitting his table, you know, so head on, like, and broke his nose. And he has a deviated septum now. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. He's, you know, it's it's so hard to try and get him into school. Um, he suffers really bad with his anxiety. If anyone is actually eating crisps, he like he could actually go through glass. If we were in a moving car and someone produced a packet of crisps, he would just exit the car as soon as possible. And this is all to do with the overstimulation of the ADHD. And I, I was told by the psychiatrist who actually diagnosed him that all of that will be dampened down so significantly if he was put on a medication. And at, at this um, point in time, Roisin, then, where do you now stand? Are you, are you still waiting to go to CAMS or what's the position? I'm still waiting. They did send back after we sent in everything and um, a couple of years later and I was ringing, there was no answer and they sent back a form. Now I'm after sending in everything from occupation therapists to physiotherapists, speech therapists, everything. And as I said, the consultant paediatrician down Wexford, he's absolutely amazing. He has been doing over and above to try and get my son seen in camps. Mm. And we've been sending everything. And then they sent out a form, a ridiculous form, basically, wanting to know 
things like what he eats and what he does, what he likes and things like that. It's just basically they keep yeah. sending things, looking for more information. They have the diagnosis. They know the school, like he has written in school that he wants to kill himself. He's 12 years of age. And oh, it, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. You, yeah. That, that, that's very, very worrying for you. Absolutely. It is. So, so you're, you're, you're on 24-7 constant watch I'm with him, aren't you? seven, yeah. And, you know, when the teacher called me in and showed me that, um, now, he has told me before going to school that, you know, when he's in there, he wants to die. He wants to kill himself. Oh, oh, oh And uh, the school has sent on the letter. They gave me a photocopy of the letter yeah. he wrote. Yeah. The school has sent on the letter to Cairns, and I'm, I'm still no word. Oh, that's absolutely shocking. I, I, I mean, I'm just sitting here listening as a as a radio presenter, but also as a father, and uh, yeah. I'm absolutely horrified by what you're sharing with us this morning. Uh, and you you cannot give him in any form of medication till he's further assessed. Have I got that right, or what is the position? It's basically he has to be seen by. Um, I mean, I could have kept going the private route, but it was just, it would just be too expensive to be right. going monthly. Yeah to get prescriptions but um he's you know he could really he has it up in the you know he's so intelligent but because he has no concentration or focus he's he's just fallen behind he can't complete any task in school and all of this could be rectified with the right medication and it's absolutely heartbreaking to see i'm terrified dropping him off at school because I know I'm going to get a phone call of some sort that he's after hurting himself or he's after escaping or, you know. Now, it's not just what he's going through, it's what you and your family are going through at the moment because trying to yeah. live some form of normal life uh, with what you've just described here is absolutely impossible. It's impossible, yeah. There's also another fear because at that age he, he very soon will be heading out of primary school into secondary school and that's another big concern for you, isn't it? It is very big because the primary school, they have a strict, no kind of, you know, junk food, no crisps or anything. Secondary school, there's nothing like that. Yeah. And my older brother, my older son, sorry, he went into secondary school in September and he said, Mommy, he said, everyone eats crisps in there. And I don't know what Cahill's got. He's even worried, you know. And this whole thing about the crisps, this is just one symptom of, of his ADHD. For some reason, crisps... Yeah. Trig- Does anyone Has anyone ever told you why crisps are having such an effect on him, Roshin? I don't... You see, um, I, it's, it's to do with the old... Like, his yeah. smell, his sense of smell, his sense of touch. Right. Everything... Yeah. Now, if he saw someone coming, if we were walking on the road or the street or coming to the school and he saw someone with a packet of crisps in their hand, he could just run, take a dart, and he will run out onto the road. He won't look. There, like, safety is not on his mind when something like that happens. Oh, and as I said, secondary school, like my other son, you know, and it's sad because... Even if we have, like, we know, we, I, we had my, my nephew's communion there on Saturday. And they all had to make sure that no one produced crisps, you know. And it's sad because, yeah. you know, you've got extended family members making sure that their kids, you know, don't yeah. take out a packet of crisps because 
something could could happen with Cahill, you know. What is your call this morning? What call would you like? We're told the funding is there, yeah. but it's filling the positions is the problem. So, what is your call this morning as a very concerned parent, Roisin? My call this morning. I have seen what the government are able to do when it comes to other nationalities. You know what they were able to do for, you know, and I'm all sympathetic for the Ukrainian people, but they can, you know, make magic work when they want to. It's now time for them to start doing it for the children of the country, the children who are suffering most, the children who, if they did get the right treatment, the right therapy and that, could go on to lead good lives with good jobs and, you know, give to the country instead of leaving them like this, struggling and ending up God knows where when they're older.